0: Good afternoon, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Playbook. This is our third in-person, in-studio interview. For today's guest, first we had to call a contractor to make the door opening a little bit bigger so that this tall man could fit through it. Uh, You might know him from uh, some other YouTube stuff that we've done or if you watch his videos on Facebook. His name is Jordan Praise. How are you, Jordan? I'm awesome. How are you, Paul? I'm so great, man. Thanks for asking. It's awesome to be here. So, uh, yeah, you wanted to start off by, by saying how I disappointed you, right? Yes. I want you to tell <laughs> the people
1: your greatest disappointment to me.
0: Yeah, so uh, Jordan and I ran into each other at the uh, work party for 54 Realty, and he said, when are you going to have me on the podcast, man? I'm like, I got you. I got you. Am I telling this right? No. No? <laughs> okay. Give me your, your tale of the You events. left. Okay, I did. You leave, left yes. the party. I'm like, Where, where's my I guy left Pauly G at? And you're like, I'm gone. I'm
1: like, <laughs> tonight is your greatest disappointment to me.
0: He said, uh, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. My lady's like, we got to go. So we had to go, man. Polly G, right. let me down. <laughs> and just so everybody
1: there knows, he does go by Paul Goldman, but he affectionately likes to be called Polly G. That's what all his friends
0: call him. It's true. That's actually what's on my driver's license. Drop
1: Pauly G in the comment section just so he knows he, <laughs>
0: you hear him. If you're a real one, drop Polly G in the comment section. Oh, man. All right, Jordan. Well, I know you pretty well, man, obviously, but uh, there are some people out there who might not. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Jordan Praise? How'd you get into real estate, man?
1: The way I got into real estate was, so I played professional basketball. It was shocking to me. I know, me. I so know. short. And when I came back from playing overseas, obviously like when you're twenty-two, I guess it was 23 or 24 at the time, I was training for the basketball during the morning and then during work hours, I was home doing nothing. All my friends were at work. So, like, I would just started watching real estate shows. Million dollar listing, lover listed, house terms, all that stuff. And I was like, hey, that's a sweet job. Like, you eat what you kill. You have no boss. Like, I can do that. Right. Now at the time, I'd never been to an open house. Never been approved for a loan. Never even viewed a home outside of the one I lived in, probably, right? And um, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Get my license. And I, my theory was, if I suck at 24 years old, at real estate or sales in general, there always be a nine to five waiting for me. College educated, professional basketball player, Bada-bing. minimal sales skills at that time after that, right? I was like, I'll get a job later on. And that's that was how I got into real estate at twenty what am I? Thirty three now. 22. So yeah, like I was twenty four. Oh man. What did you study in school? Marketing. Which funny enough has nothing <laughs> to do like it's weird. Like now people oh marketing, real estate makes a lot of sense, but the only reason I got a marketing degree was because I was halfway through. I was on a basketball scholarship, and um, I didn't want to start over. Because right. the school was free, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to go back and start over. So I'll just finish this dumb marketing degree that I'll never do anything with. Because I, I thought it was, I, it was fine. Like, the school was fine. The, the material was just, I'm like, I'd never wanted to be a marketer. Yeah. I, I like that. being a salesperson. I still don't like the marketing. They I kind of to go much. hand in hand. Right? They yeah. do, and they don't. Like, the creation of marketing... Um, I hate it. I'm lucky my wife's really good at it. So I can kind of give her an idea for a flyer or something. She'll pump it out. But like, no, like marketing, pure marketing. No. Selling. I love selling. There you go. I love selling.
0: Well, speaking of selling, man, so you said it's been almost a decade now, right? Yeah. Coming up
1: on it. Well, actually I got my license in 2012. So I guess as a licensed agent, it would be a decade this year. Oh, So you're going on 10 then. But I didn't really, I didn't start in 2012. I just had the license. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. The first couple of years probably weren't so illustrious, right?
1: My first year, I sold sixty houses. <laughs> Stop. It was a slow start, I guess. Stop. It wasn't illustrious. That's Paulie G, you know. Oh, it's man. not Paulie G standards, but you know, I sold sixty my first year. Um, Wait, you're not kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Oh, geez.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, no, I sold sixty my first year. Uh, average price point at the time, one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. So, a little different market than we are in today. For but sure. no. Um, yeah, look, you're 24, 25, you have no family, you have no kids, you have, you know, no one's going to miss you at dinner. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to be there to help people get door for school. So yeah, I just sold, 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 sold. Like I said, I like selling. I really enjoyed it at 24 when I didn't know any better. Right. So yeah, I just worked a bunch, probably worked uh, harder, not smarter. And yeah, I sold 60 my first year. I sold 89 my second year.
0: Thanks, son. Not too shabby. That kind of brings me to something I wanted to ask you. Pretty illustrious, would you say? Illustrious, yeah, I would say so. (laughs) Is that the word of the day, Jordan? I think it is now. (laughs) So, um, what I wanted to ask you is when you got your start, were you still kind of in the Polk County Lakeland area or was that somewhere else?
1: Yeah, so when I started, I was living in Lakeland, living in Lakeland. Um, I've lived there since uh, 98. um, I was living at home. With my parents again, no bills. Right, I, was, right. I had three hundred and forty-three dollars car payment and like a sixty dollars cell phone bill. So I had four hundred dollars monthly impact. So anything I sold was gravy, baby. Right. But yeah, so I was in Lakeland. Um, the team I was on, they bought leads all over. So I would come to Apollo Beach. I actually, sold one up here in Land of Lakes. Yeah. I sold one house up here. Um, but no, bulk of my sales were in Polk. They were some a little bit further out. I probably still go out of the county four to 12 times a year it was just because a past client who I sold a home to in 2014 is selling now. But yeah, so bulk of it's always been in Polk. I've always lived in Lakeland. So my whole family lives in Lakeland. Well, not anymore actually, my sister moved to Orlando.
0: Oh, town, baby. Big town. The reason I ask is because um, you might find this funny. So my mom actually lives out in Polk County, and she called me one day. She's like, I see one of your for sale signs out here. And she's in Fort Meade. You're probably familiar with Fort yeah, Meade, right? Yeah, Fort Meade. So it's a little, you know, few and far between as far as houses go out there. She's like, yeah, I saw one of your 54 realty signs. And I was like, what? And then it clicked. I was like, oh, that's probably Jordan out there in Polk County.
1: Yeah, no, Fort Meade. Polk County is huge, right? So I think yeah, the thing yeah. people don't realize is... I can't remember. I think it's the third largest landmass. So if you like Jacksonville, that's probably one of the south, southern Florida counties. And Polk is the third largest landmass. So from like corner of Lakeland oh, wow. to like you know Zephyr, I mean um, Frostproof and all that, you know you're, you're looking at a gigantic piece of land. Now the difference is not a lot of it's developed yeah. comparatively. Um, obviously I four corridor really built out, Lakeland really built out. But if you get down to Fort Meade, Frostproof, uh, those type, there's not much going on. That's
0: true. Yeah. So uh, I've sort of uh, heard you referred to as like the mayor of Polk County, Ooh, that sort of thing. You no know? one's ever referred me as that. Well, you have now been you just crowned, You just yeah. made,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of heard myself think this. Yeah. yeah. Say it. So
0: did that, you think that just came with time kind of like just getting your name out in the community and just being there and putting in the work for so long?
1: Yeah. I think like it's anything, right? It's, it's you, we all want overnight success. Yeah. How old are you? 24. Yeah, I'm 33. So, like, I'm a millennial. What's the next one after millennials? This is Gen Z. So, you're Gen Z. So, that, that means we want everything now, instantaneous, instant gratification. But the fact is, like, you got to put in like five, six years of work to even be known. Yeah. And then, you know, you look at the top people in most industries, you're looking at 30 years to perfect your craft in some ways. Like Tom Brady, right? Right. Just retired after 22 years. God bless him. And when you go back and watch him talk about the tuck rule game, he's like, I, this would never happen now. But I was a first-year quarterback, and or first-year starting quarterback, and I didn't read the play right. But now this would never even happen. Yeah. So there's a portion of that layer. I think, like, you, you have to put in time. People have to know who you are. I always say, like, people use somebody as Jordan, the basketball player i had to shift that to jordan the realtor yes <laughs> and you're not going to do that in a week as much as we all want to we all want to put out one video and go viral we all want to put out one thought and become like this thought-provoking person we all want to sell one house and become the greatest realtor of all time and it's like just not how it works yeah so yeah no it, it's it's over time it's been built up um a lot of great people in my life who i've met through the years who i've known before i was in real estate who referred me but yeah it just took i mean it takes I mean, my ninth year looks better than my eighth year so far. So
0: I was going to say fast forwarding to now, so I'm going to toot your horn a little bit here. So at our brokerage, highest grossing agent of 2021, read it and weep, over 100 illustrious. transactions. Illustrious. Yeah, illustrious. Let's, let's, let's keep that out in front, illustrious. Over 100 transactions, over 25 million in volume. The numbers speak for themselves, as they say. So my question for you, without revealing too much of the secret sauce, is there one specific thing that you credit your success to last year or just in general?
1: Last year, my I credit myself. I mean, honestly, my success probably comes from like two people: Ariel, my wife, who does yeah. the marketing I talked about, and Holly, who kind of just manages me and makes sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at a higher level than what I would do. Because I always say, tell them, if you give me the option of nothing or something, I will choose nothing. Right. So make sure you make <laughs> me do the something. So like, they those are two uh, catalysts. Because for um, the first seven years of my illustrious career, as we're discussing here. um I sold between 60, so 60 houses my first year, 89 my second year, 72 my 30th year, I dislocated my hip, and broke my pelvic bone, Oof. I was hit head on by a drunk driver, that's a podcast for another day, or Dude. maybe later in the segment, Oof. and then every year after that, it was 80 to 90, almost on the T, like 80 to 90, 80, 80 to 89, and then I, I kind of hit the realization I can only close 80 to 89 deals by myself.
0: Without killing yourself, yeah.
1: Well, no, just, I would be, was willing to kill myself it was not humanly possible. Like the capacity was what it was. Right. When you do something for seven years, it's not a coincidence. Right. So they came in and they, they got a lot of stuff right for me. Um, made things better, made the customer service better, um, the experience better. And then that helped me get those extra, you know, 15, 20 deals, whatever it was. Um, and it was just, you know, it's also just putting in the work. Right. Your eighth year is going to be better than your seventh year if you did the right things in the year four, five, and right. six. So it's building up. But those two, you know, they they kept me straight last year. There weren't any vacations. There were no days off, really. It was just three people working really hard at a singular goal, which was 100 houses, which has been my goal for years. But um, I didn't care if I got it. If I closed 99, which I made the joke all year, I'm going to close 99 because that's <laughs> how the stuff works. But I ended up closing 102, so we were happy. But those two, I would say get – my biggest bulk of my credit. Cause I could do 80 to 89. Yeah. So if I broke a hundred and these two came in, you know, the extra, the extra 13 or whatever it is, is, is their, their direct credit, from their work.
0: No. Now would you recommend that for other agents who are trying to get into like the upper echelons of production? Like, cause you mentioned this as like sort of a plateau and I know other people here at the brokerage, like Chris has an assistant, I'm not sure about others, but I could see that as being a beneficial tool to like, you know, exceed your goals like, you can't do it all alone, essentially, is what I'm trying to get at. Would you agree?
1: Yes. Um, I think it's, it's a funny thing. You have to learn your capacity, right? Um, my capacity is probably higher than most people's. Right. Whether that's just the way my brain's set up, or maybe it was the fact I didn't have kids for a while, like, whatever it was, I had an understanding. Wife didn't mind if I was making calls when I probably should have just been watching TV or something. <laughs> no, she's, I, I got on the saint. Like, this girl let me leave dinner to take a phone call. Like it's terrible. I hate doing it. I don't do as much as I used to, but like she met me. That's what I was. And, um, I don't know. Like I think people have to find their capacity. There's no shortcut. There's no easy button. Yeah. Things aren't built overnight. As we talked about earlier, as much as our generation probably want that to be. So like, I look at that from a standpoint of like, will an assistant help you? Yes. Right. But the assistant has to fill your deficits. You for us have to find your deficits. So if you're closing, and this is no slight or disrespect to anybody. If you're closing one or two deals a month, you're probably not ready for an assistant financially or capacity wise. They're not going to move the needle for you. So I think you get the capacity, whether it's three, four, five, or 10 a month, and then you figure out what things am I not good at that they can take over for me. And then they'll allow me to stay in my, my, my pocket of what I'm really am good at. So like, I think it's, it's a 50, 50 part. Um, Do assistants help? Yes. They're not a magic bullet unless you just get one of those people who are just unreal at their job. And yeah. you, but, like, you know, they're going to cost you a lot of money. <laughs> so, how much money you got?
0: And that's how much money you got? <laughs> not enough for an assistant, I'll tell you that well, much. I was applying there. <laughs> so, Jordan, you, you touched on something that I wanted to ask you about, which is working alongside your wife. Um, I spoke to a couple people recently in like last year uh, who are considering working with their family members, whether it be in a business capacity, like. As an assistant, or starting a team together, like you see the hammers doing their thing, right? So, do you have any tips or advice for people who are looking to like mix family and business? No, but I do have <laughs> a funny story, which has nothing to do with your question. That's all right. It's than your
1: question. <laughs> so that's how I met Joe in 2016, right? I met Joe and Rose, a guy named Jason Martin, who worked at Keller. We all were, he they worked at Keller in Tampa. I worked in Lakeland. Jason worked in Lakeland. Whatever. We are all at the same place together, Jason's house. I met Joe and Rose and they are like, hey, this is Team 54 and they are huge at the time. Like yeah. the, their volume and everything, the way I was set up and the way they were set up were very similar. So like in 2020, I called Joe and I was like, hey man, um, can I buy you lunch? And we went to the Chichios here in Tampa, hey, which Chishio. I love that place. Like since I'm from Polk, I never get it. So it's anytime good, I get an excuse, I, I come and get it. <laughs> and I talked to Joe to, about working with his spouse because I was about to start working together with Ariel. And that's where he goes, have you ever thought about working at an independent broker? And I was like, no, because I haven't been impressed by any. And then he pitched me on 54, and I think I was signed up like within three days. Really? Because I was so impressed with the things he, he was the first person. I always said, everybody wants to tell you, oh, you can get some profit share. Oh, you can get a little bit of this. Yeah. You can get a little, I was like, I just want to sell more houses. And Joe was the first person I met. I was like, let's sell more houses. Just keep it simple. But the worker spouse, listen, I don't know, man. I don't know. I do a great job of it. I think I have a great wife who's willing to work with me. Um, and we have a kind of a rule, like, I'm the boss at work and she's the boss at home. There you go. So I take out the trash from my mask, too, and she, <laughs> she makes marketing creation when I need it. So, like, um, no, I don't have any good advice on that because it's case by case. I would Working imagine. with family is tough. Um, my goal, actually, one of my goals this year is to retire my wife. Give her the opportunity to leave the business if she wants. She nice. can stay in some capacity, but like, I don't, she didn't get married to me to be a part of a real estate team. Right. It wasn't the reason we got together. It's not why we stay together. So, like, no, I have no good advice on that.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes no advice <laughs> is good advice, right? <laughs> Try it for yourself, people. You know, yeah, give it a shot.
1: Maybe you like it. Like the hammers, father, son. Yeah. That could work really well. Right, or it's going to make really weird Thanksgivings. You never I don't know <laughs> which one is going to be, but I'm rooting for the really work really well together.
0: That's good, man. Uh, so to pivot a little bit here, Jordan, I wanted to talk a little bit about the market, which, uh, as I said with Amanda on the last episode, we're probably a little bit tired of talking about. But I'm curious to get your take I'm on exhausted it. Exhausted by it. Yeah, it's not illustrious to talk about. It is not illustrious. And this is an illustrious podcast right now. <laughs> So have things changed at all since last year market-wise? Are you seeing any changes or are you taking any new strategies into this year? The
1: biggest change I see is people, sellers. So last year you could roll in someone's home and be like, hey, how about you get this absorbent amount of money you never expected to get your home or didn't expect to get for 10, 15, 20 years, right? And you, they would kind of get starry eyed and be like, okay, I'll do it. But now it's almost hit the point where it's so ridiculous that sellers are like, oh, eh, yeah, but where am I going to go, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's almost made them pause. Not that they're not going to do it. They're just not necessarily going to do it today. So like, um, that's been in the first two and a, what were we six weeks in here. The first six weeks, that's been the biggest change. My approach is the same. I'd be try to be honest, fair, shoot people straight. You know, just be honest, right? If yeah. I'm honest all the time, then it'll shake out. It shakes out. Like if you want to sell your home and I meet with you, you're either going to sell it or not. So yeah. like, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you how I'm going to work it. Tell you what I think. If you like it, great. And if you don't, you know, I'm like I always tell people my kids are four and five. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be selling house for a while, right? My son's huge, shocking, right? He's huge, he eats a lot, and I'm gonna be feeding them for a while. So like I'm not in a rush. If you wanna sell in two thousand twenty two, great. If you want to sell in two thousand thirty two, I'll probably still be here. So no, like for me, I haven't seen anything. I just kinda keep doing the same process and you know, but no, it's other than like the fear of homelessness for sellers now. Yeah. You know, that, that $200,000 check feels good, but where are you going to go? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only difference I've really seen.
0: So, I, I think that's good advice. I haven't actually heard that before. Instead of, like, trying to push them in one direction, just kind of presenting yourself as the best option when they do decide to push the button. Yeah, I mean, it's a illustrious
1: advice. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I've never been a big believer. And we're not convincing people to do anything yeah, most yeah. of the time. Every once in a while you might, but we're not selling... Fords versus Chevys, where True. I can tell you the gas mileage is going to sway the opinion here. So, if you say, I want to sell my home, either you do or you don't. I present you the facts. I speak to what your desires are, and you're going to either do it or you're not going to do it. Yeah. But I'm not going to convince you. Like, if you're like, I've never watched somebody's home and be like, I'm absolutely not selling. Never going to happen. And they'd be like, Well, what about this? And they'd be like, Well, I'm cool. Let's sell it. Right. It doesn't happen. Um, most people, when you talk to them the first time, it takes them three to six months to get a decision, anyways. Yeah. So no, I mean, and I accept it. I'm not in a rush. Like I don't, I don't care. Like a, a sale in June is just as good to me as a sale in February. That's true. So like, I don't need the money today, but just call me when you're ready. Don't well, call me. anybody else. Don't yeah. call nobody. Don't, we don't call have a problem. Else. I'll be back. I know where you live. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, come on now. I make sure understand that part too. I think I saw you do that in one of your uh, one of your videos actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know where is. you live. Come on now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. That was that was probably my. Um, my fifty-four video when I switched
0: over. I think it was, yeah. yeah. I was actually looking at those today because I wanted to ask you about this. You're big on the video stuff, right, man? Yeah,
1: yeah, I like video. Well, I, yeah, I like video. I'll stick with that.
0: So, so you have all different kinds from like the humorous stuff to like this most recent series that you do, which is like the tips, like the A through Z. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. So, what kind of inspired you to do that? Is just something that you had an affinity for, or
1: I had a mentor who challenged me on it. No, I, I hated it. Yeah. Um, I actually genuinely, it, it, when you were talking about video, I would start sweating. It made me so really? uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I can show you the first video I ever did. I might show you off air and it's like, it's, I've saved it because I think it's so funny. It's now, rough. I yeah. Was so I wasn't in the video. It was me about to shoot the video. Like, and it's just, I'm just telling, talking about how much I hate doing this. And it was the first video I ever did. And, um, I was challenged by a mentor to do it um i set a goal in 2020 to do 52 videos in 52 weeks which was like more than i, I really did not expect it to do that hard yeah so i started doing funny videos because like all right if you're gonna laugh you're not gonna laugh at me you can laugh with me i'm right, right. supposed to be humorous or to some degree whether you find it funny or not and then what i found was about five months in i'm like a parody to a realtor like i'm not right, is this guy an actual realtor? Is he just always making fun of real estate yeah so then I started doing the ABC, and the reason I started doing the ABCD videos because those are hard to come up with. That's like true. real estate, by and large, is a boring topic. I mean, how many times can I talk to you about an FHA loan? Exactly. So we, um, I started doing that to just stop being a parody. Mm-hmm.
0: Realistically, no, that makes sense, man.
1: So yeah, no, but I no, I did not get into it because I had desire or want. I still don't watch them. I don't like watching them. I don't like watching
0: these either. No, yet. it makes. It, it,
1: it, Listen, the best advice I was given is like you know that dumb face you make on the video and like that weird way you say that word mm-hmm. and just how awkward you are. Someone's like, "Well, that's how you look to everybody every single day, every time no. you talk." And
0: I'm like, "Oh yeah, God. yeah." So I always look that stupid. Great, <laughs> I'm at peace now. Exactly. I think people like the parody stuff, though. Man, I, I see it getting a lot of like traction on on the webs and whatnot.
1: Yeah, those are good. It's just time consuming, right? So in 2021, yeah. I had to make a decision. Do I want to do two videos or sell more houses? And the bandwidth was just to sell more houses. I just kind of, I didn't do, I did less video, um, but it was a conscious choice. It wasn't, it was really a conscious choice because we got so busy. Which Makes 2021 sense. was an insane year for real estate, yeah. right? Like, you know, it's, it was tough to do much else but sell houses, it seemed like.
0: Did so. you did you see any leads or anything come in from the video stuff, or do you think it just kind of helped brand no, recognition? No, was? that's
1: what, probably another reason I quit doing it. I don't. I got nothing. I know people always tell me how to get these stuff. Like this guy's built on YouTube and this guy's built on
0: Instagram. I think they're lying. Um, or you have to just get massive on the video if you're going to be pulling in business from that. I think.
1: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There there are exceptions to every rule for sure. Like if you're Ryan Seherhand, yes, I'm sure Ryan Seherhand <laughs> gets complete strangers to call him because they see him on a million dollar. List. Yeah. They, but for me, like, no, I, what I found was the people who already knew, like, and trust me, who are probably going to call me anyways, yeah. may see the Facebook videos. Right. But it wasn't like complete strangers. who are like, you're so entertaining. I just want to use you. So like now I do agree that there's certain people in certain markets that like, if you get big enough in a space, sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't met one. I honestly haven't. I've, I've heard of them. They're like unicorns or something. But have you ever met somebody who's like, I pull in 100 deals a year off my Facebook?
0: No, but I did want to mention something. Your favorite guy in the world, Gary V. Gary V is a joke. <laughs> oh, man, I said that. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was looking at your Facebook earlier because it's like, oh let me see if Gary I can... <laughs> <V. This guy. laughs> let me see if I can ask Jordan some interesting questions. And then I saw your post. I was like, oh, maybe that would be funny to throw in. <laughs> He's terrible, man. Like Gary He's rough, v, yeah.
1: Gary V, well, he first thing he does, he just uses percentages. He'll be like... 79.8% of you in this room are afraid to take action. How would he know? Did you survey everybody? Like, yeah, like did you get that? What, what was that? Your entry data to your event that you overcharged for? And then he'd be like, he'll say stuff like he just picks every platform, right? Mm-hmm. And like if it wins, he's like, I told you. Yeah. Called that one. <laughs> he was on a, a show, uh, a guy named Tyler Auerbacher he runs a company called Dippity. Dipity is like a a digital marketing service. And he and Gary V was on Dipity's thing called Deep Dive. And this is last year. And Gary Vee's like Clubhouse. You gotta get on Clubhouse. Now oh, Clubhouse at the time was the newest thing. It's like, bro, like if you just always pick the winners, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you can just be like, Yep, see I got this one. I but told you. You missed the other nineteen in between. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so no, Gary V is um. It's terrible yeah so. he's awful and i also think it's weird they dress dresses like he's 24 when he's 50 or whatever he is
0: oh man that'll be the title of this episode either illustrious or gary Vee is terrible one of the two gary v is
1: not illustrious <laughs> there you go the reason is i don't like gary Vee.
0: oh man yes.
1: so jordan <laughs> he's
0: awful to pivot towards you who are who is uh i thought you'd ask about lebron LeBron?
1: I got a big anti-LeBron following. I did
0: want to talk about it, but to be completely frank with you, I'm not a sports guy. So I'm like Jordan. We'll start talking about something basketball wise, and I'll just just be like nodding, like yeah. Call Tim in here, and I'll he'll sub you, and I'll just destroy him (laughs) on LeBron real quick. He's a LeBron guy. You're a Jordan guy. Oh, he's a huge LeBron guy. You're Jordan. That's probably his
1: biggest flaw. Yeah, Probably Tim's biggest flaw is he likes LeBron. You
0: know, it's funny. He did this podcast, and I think LeBron ended up coming up. Because I oh, think sure. he met him or something, right?
1: No, he worked for the Heat. Oh, my goodness. It's such a ridiculous story. <laughs> He's, he worked for the Heat when they signed LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, like, the story's actually pretty good. But, yeah, that's his connection to LeBron. You guys have known each other for a while, right, you and Tim? Yeah, we went to college together. So I've known him, what, uh, 15 years, 16 years. Did you play ball together? Yeah, we played at St. Leo. Um, yeah, he was a... Uh, he kind of came as like a small forward, power forward. I was mm-hmm. like a power forward center, but we didn't match up very much in practice. But he played for three years, and then he decided to um, focus more on um, joining the real world. Yeah, I was just not interested. I was, you know, I was on a scholarship there, so um, yeah. No, he, he played together for three years.
0: Yeah, he and awesome. you come full circle, man. Now you guys. Yeah, I together. actually
1: recruited him into real estate. I heard, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I recruited him. And I told him you got to get in. This stuff's awesome. He got in, and then I kind of linked him and Joe up to get together here too. So, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I'm changing that man's life. I'm on where my ten percent is. <laughs> <Jesus>.
0: <laughs> I'm out here doing it for free, I guess. He knows where you live, Tim. Yeah,
1: man. Tim. I know you just bought that house you just bought.
0: <laughs> oh man, Jordan, talking about you a little bit more, my man. You kind of touched on this up top. Throughout your career, and I feel like I'm giving you a job interview when I ask this question, but what would you say is your biggest strength overall? (laughs) I I think my biggest strength is knowing I sold 60 houses on the podcast, right? Yeah. Because you were
1: like, hey, you slow start for you. (laughs) I Um, didn't know. (laughs) No, you didn't. You looked at my Facebook, though. I was like, yeah. (laughs) My biggest strength in real estate or like in life? I guess just overall, yeah. I think my biggest strength is I'm like too dumb to know better right like i've I've always been very oblivious and my son has this trait too it's kind of like funny watching him it's like you're oblivious to um like just like what other people think to some degree so sure. like i did not know not selling 60 houses in the first year is weird i honestly had no idea i thought that that happened pretty common that i thought was it was pretty not normal yeah. i didn't think I like, i thought every two years somebody did that right I didn't know I shouldn't be able to do that. I, I, so, I, like, I don't see limits. When people always say, oh, I got these friends, and, you know, I'm proving them all wrong. I'm like, well, who do you hang out with? Like, why do all your friends say you suck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, first, get new friends. But, like, yeah. secondly, like, I never really bounce stuff off my friends because I'm just like, I think that'll work. I think I'm going to give it a shot, right? So, I've always just been kind of um, just, like, too dumb to, to know better. Like, I'm just, like, I started a project. Joe was aware of it. Tim was aware of it. They weren't together yet, um, probably the end of 2020, and even my assistant at the time, Holly, was like, "Yeah, yeah good luck." And now it's it's paying off and it works. But like, um, I was too dumb to think it didn't work. Yeah, I was like, "Why not? Why? Why can't it work?" Like, and I'm like, All right, and give me a, give it a shot, right? So like, yeah, I think that's my biggest strength is, is being oblivious. Like, I'm, I truly like, I'm not going against the haters. There's no haters. Like I, I don't think normal people, I like guess, have haters. Right. Um, there's people who probably hate you, but they're not actually haters. Actively thinking like, yeah, they're not like – right. it's not like me and LeBron where I'm just yeah. a pure hater of the guy. I've never met him, and, like, his, his stats would outrank like anything I have to say anyways. But, like, yeah, I don't – I think going against the haters or going against your friends who said you couldn't, your family – if those people – if you're around with people who say you can't do something, quit – why are you talking to them? No, me? seriously. Like, that's the weirdest thing. I've never understood how to cut off 12 people from my life. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what?
0: (laughs) Why? How did you get twelve people in your life that were working against you? It's like those uh, memes where you hear, like, my teacher always told me I would never amount to nothing. It's like, what school were you yeah. at, man? Yeah, like, <laughs> why Why
1: was your teacher, like, how, or how terrible of a person were you? Yeah. They, your teacher just, like, one day lit you up and was like, you're never going to be nothing. Like, you're going to be the worst kid ever. Like, your teacher, your math teacher's out there, like, in X equals Y. And then you're like, you suck. And like, Jordan, you, you're not going anywhere, man. Yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> like, so, like, I've never understood that stuff. But I think people also, they kind of project, they yeah. don't think it's going to work. So they think, my friends probably don't think it's going to work. And
0: then they might like, stop them from doing something. Yeah, all my
1: haters out here where I'm, want me hold me back and say, no, you don't have haters.
0: You're your own worst hater. You have a
1: million dollars to have a hater. <laughs> That's the bare minimum of net worth.
0: So I don't know if this uh, kind of ties into what you were just saying, but another job interview question, what would you say is your biggest uh, weakness or obstacle?
1: Uh, I'm just too dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, it's
0: kind of a two for one answer, just right? just too
1: dumb. No, um, my biggest weakness is... I don't really think of myself as strengths and weaknesses, so like, I just think of myself as like, either I'm gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it. Like, yeah. just, like either you're gonna eat healthy today or you're not. Like, my weakness isn't fast food. Yeah, I just am you a know, fatty, <laughs> right? So I ate fast food, right? Yeah. So like, my my biggest weakness would probably be, I don't know, just like. I, it's, it's probably not identifying strengths and weaknesses in myself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, honestly, my biggest weakness right now, and this to be frank, is is something I'm working on now and as I grow my team out, is leadership. Right. I've always been a bad leader naturally, even when I played basketball. I wasn't a good leader. I, I was a good player. I was in the Hall of Fame of St. Leo, right? So I'm a good player. I played professional basketball. So it wasn't like there was a lack of talent. But the leadership quality is poor. Um. I just, I, I don't, I'm like, just do it. Yeah. Just do what I'm telling you. Don't question me. Just do it. Just guard your man. Don't let him score. Go shoot. Don't mess up. Score the ball. Like Whatever. Just trust
0: me, yeah. Yeah, and
1: it's like that's not a good way to lead most people. Um, so I've been working on leadership for uh, a little bit now, trying to just become a better leader. But, yeah, I'm, my biggest weakness is probably leadership. And that's been the case since I was 14. So I'm working on it. But I'm not – I will openly admit I am not a good leader. I'm a good leader to people who like to be led the way I, the way I am, which is like... Some people respond well to that, right? Yeah. But the bulk of people don't. Yeah. So, like, when you're just like, do it because I said so, trust me. I'm not going to explain it to you. I will, but you have to ask me. That's not, like, really good leadership. So, yeah, that's, I'm pretty bad at that.
0: That makes sense. They say that about, like, sports coaching, too. Like, certain athletes will respond well to the, like... You know, the drill sergeant types of coaches, and then some people want like the nurturing sort of side. So I guess you would be the former, right?
1: Yeah, I guess I mean it's it's different structure, different folks, right? Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm not really a drill sergeant because I mean we I don't get that vibe from you. We're selling houses, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't to yell at you about not, not doing your job. I, but I'm more of the like do your job guy, right? Like yeah. just do your job. Like you know what it is. Don't don't yeah. make me ask you three times for yeah. one task. Just do it.
0: Like Nike.
1: Yeah, like, I'm going to pay you on the day I tell you I'm going to pay you. So you do, Then that's not a way to lead people, right? That's not, that's a terrible way of leading people. So that's what I'm trying to get out of. So it's more like I need to be, go to where people are instead of expecting to come where I am. Because if I go where they're at, we can grow it up together. And then they'll be where I'm at. But, like, I don't, I don't do, I don't identify well with that.
0: Makes sense, man. So throughout this illustrious career of yours, Jordan, I have a question for you. We're gonna go back in time for a minute here. If you could speak to a younger version of Jordan, what would you do differently in your life? It just got <laughs> probably a lot. Of it. it just got really deep, really fast.
1: <laughs> There's a time in my life I'd probably redo most of it. Um, what would I do differently in my yeah. life? Like, is this like a grand moment, like you're gonna change this thing that's gonna alter the course of time, or just like...
0: Like a butterfly effect kind of thing? Yeah. Well, alternatively, let's say you hadn't chosen... You could answer this one of two ways, right? Let's just say you had to choose a different career. If you could choose something else, what would that be?
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This works so well so young. Uh, <laughs> there's two things I think would be cool to be. I don't have any interest in being either, um, besides like professional basketball player or whatever. Uh, I think being a lawyer would be cool but that's probably because I've just been watching Suits lately I really am with season 6 episode 12 that's me with law
0: and order I mean yeah. like I could do that Yeah. no
1: I just think it's cool like it's just like being a lawyer seems like a, a cool job it comes with a lot of respect and then like an investment banker right and it's just because you make a boatload of money and a lot of big decisions but like I don't have any interest in being either um, if I had to change one thing about my life what would it be I don't think I would honestly I, I've always tried to like look at things even from a very young age, I was always very self aware right I was never like confused as to like who I am like you know the people go I'm the type of person who, and then they fill in the blank's like usually yeah. that person isn't like that. they just like to think they would like to be like that. they like to think they like that right so like I've never like like when I went to Division two college, it was a conscious choice because i did if I blew up my name at junior college, I would lose my scholarship and I don't get the piece of paper that says I graduate for free, right. I played basketball overseas. It's a conscious choice to quit because I had another offer on the table, and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that anymore." Um, then I got into real estate, and it worked, and I like it. I genuinely like selling houses. I still yeah. like doing it. So, like, probably some money. I'd probably handle my money different when you know you're twenty five, twenty six, making money and with no family. Like, don't know what the hell you're doing. Eh, you know what you're doing. It's nothing good, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like. Yeah, I probably would change some of the financial decisions I made when I was younger, but like you know, whatever I, I don't regret them. Like I always tell people, I, you know, at one point I didn't have much money in the bank, but yeah. I had Gucci shoes. There you go, uh, Versace. I was just good. <laughs> so like, no, nah, I mean, I, but if I could change a Versace row for buying the stock, yeah, I probably would like buy. Okay, you could buy eight hundred dollars pair of Gucci shoes or put eight hundred dollars in Tesla stock. Yeah, I would have bought the Tesla stock. Bitcoin, man. Bitcoin, right? There you some go. Some guy came up to me. Okay, that's what I would change. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, this guy walks up to me. I knew him, so it wasn't like uh, it wasn't this weirdo on the street with a trench coat on, right? So, this guy we we go to Panera in Lakeland, right? And by the cops, if anyone knows where that is. And he's like, Hey, man, let me tell you about this thing called Bitcoin. And he pitched me on Bitcoin in the dumbest way possible. He wasn't like, It's just stupid stock that really means nothing, but it's going to make money or lose money. Yeah. He was like, Oh, it's like this this thing where you can put all your wallets inside of it and then you can buy anything. And He got into like the tech of it. kind yeah, of. I'm yeah, I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't even use debit cards anymore. And he's like, you, you know, give me five grand. And then boom, like you're off and running. Mind you, this is like when Bitcoin the first time went to like 18 or 20,000. Remember that yeah. back then? I could have given us do five grand. It would probably have been like a half billion dollars. Dude, I would have changed that.
0: I and would have changed that. Would, yeah. Honestly,
1: I have not forgiven that guy. I still talk to him, but like, I have not forgiven him for being so bad. And like, if your sales pitch was a little different, bro. He's talking about like, oh, you get this wallet, and then like, you can buy anything with this one thing. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what? Like, you're not gonna use debit cards anymore? Again, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Right, so right. I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep using the debit card. Sounds like, like a gimmick, yeah. Yeah, and then like six months after that, they're like, hey, this Bitcoin thing's at twenty grand. I'm like. I don't know what it was at the time, but it had been like a couple hundred. Right. So five grand, and I was telling everybody, "I knew like at twenty two, sell, 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 sell," mm-hmm. and then they didn't because they're dumb, and um, <laughs> they didn't have much money in it either. But like, I know I would have sold at, like eighteen. I mean, when we hit like sixteen, eighteen, I was like, "I would, I would sell and
0: just never touch it again." Like, no thanks. I'm out. I'm out. I made a couple grand in a uh, Dogecoin. You heard about that stuff? Yeah,
1: I made a little bit, and then I, I think I lost it all. Yeah. Cause that's how this stuff works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like Rob, it's like the uh the ANC and all that, right? Oh, I would have yeah. been on the front end of that. I would have done that differently. Had you known about it, right? Yeah, when it was eight bucks or whatever, and then mm. went to ninety. I put my life
0: savings, I would have oh, mortgaged boy. my house. Oh god. Yeah. We need a guy, I think, Jordan. We need a guy.
1: Yeah, I need that Reddit guy out here who pumped <laughs> yeah, and dumped dude. the whole the whole system.
0: <laughs> oh man. Jordan, good advice all around, man. Invest in Bitcoin if you have a time machine. Yeah. Uh, So, the thing that we always end on, man, I think, you know, there's a couple. Are done already? It's been 40 minutes, my boy. Oh, my
1: goodness. I've had the time of my life here. Me, too. I think that gigantic pause where you asked me what my weakness was is going (laughs) really smooth. (laughs) That's all
0: right, man. You're going to be like, I got to edit that. In a word, Jordan, I would say it's been illustrious, you know? It's
1: been a, I mean, my God. It's been a span. It's
0: illuminating and illustrious. Truly, truly. (laughs) I've enjoyed every minute. Well, there's a couple more because I got to ask you one more thing here. Thank God. I know. I'm coming back for another episode, dude. That's what we got. I should for. be recurring guest, Jordan Price. Well, Mike's been on twice, so you got to be him out.
1: Well, I mean, I think if you if you tied up was Mike illustrious, there's no way. I know we got to go. Couldn't have hooked two whales. We got to do a
0: play by play. I think actually,
1: I have to go watch Mike's episodes now.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> I won't watch mine though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So, Jordan, if you could give a word of advice, my friend, to new agents or agents who are struggling in the current market out there, what would you say to them? It doesn't have to be literally one word, by the way. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> Refer your deals to me.
1: Um If you're new, the if you're new, there's, there's two different things. It is, you're right. Cuz you can be struggling in your 12th year. That's true. Then go back to the first word I gave. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. Don't, guy, don't quit. Stay, hang don't in quit. There. It's like a 40-year-old rapper. Stay in there. It's going to work. So if you're new, the biggest thing I, I've always said and the thing I think I did best is take every single real estate opportunity you can find. Open houses, every call, turn nothing down. I don't care if the house isn't going to sell or it's, the house isn't. They might ask you a you can learn from. Yeah. You can perfect your pitches. You can perfect your understanding. You can be asked questions you didn't even know were existing, like how much money goes down on an FHA loan. Okay, how much can you get in closing concessions? There's no closing concessions out in these markets anymore, but FHA, VA, conventional are all different, right? So, like, take every opportunity you can. If you're struggling, I would tell you to stop waking up at eleven because you're probably sleeping in. You probably don't. You probably worked about two and you cash it in and call it a day after nine hours a week. So, yeah. like, go to work. Stop running from it. And if you if you don't like the job. Quit. Try something else. Quit. Like the beauty, the beauty of this job, the beauty of a thing I think is the most beautiful thing about real estate is like you can be whoever you want. I want to sell a hundred houses. Doesn't mean everyone sell hundred houses. You can just be whoever you want. So if you want to sell 30 houses a year and have this other thing going on, do that. If you want to sell hundred houses a year and have nothing else going on, do that. But like if you want if you're a single mom and you got this, so you gotta get the kids from school, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you just want to have an identity outside of like your husband and your kids, right? There's a, there's a job path in real estate for everybody. But the key to all of it is go to work. So if you're struggling, I would venture to guess in this market, you're not working very much. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to work, then, like, you need to go get education. Right? Square one. Yeah, like, the same way I'm telling these new agents, go get every opportunity you can. Go on YouTube. Find a coach you like. Go on, hire somebody. Go on some website, like Tom Ferry or something. and Gary Hire v. somebody. Yeah, don't do that. But, like hey Grant Cardone 10x baby so <laughs> you know but yeah yeah if you're struggling go go get yourself an education become a master of your craft like think of yourself as a samurai the sword Right? if you're the greatest samurai and you have a, a dull sword you're gonna lose so go get yourself some education
0: sharpen that sword I'm big baby.
1: and dumb but look at me go mama that'll be the clip that's right? where you <laughs> end it. and that's where you end
0: it I'm big and dumb, but look at me go, <laughs> mama. All right, man. Jordan, that's great advice. Uh, I would tie that into something I've heard before, which is treat it like a job, get paid like a job, right? Yeah, I like that. Who said that? Mike Peoples. I was thought you were going to say Pauly G. No, I wish. Mikey P said that? Mikey P said that, man. Well, that's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good, right? Well, his, I mean, it's not illustrious, but it's good. Truly, truly. We should maybe tag team one and see who can outdo the other. You and Mike? Yeah, to see who's better. I'll like think heads see that. up. Yeah. A
0: versus. We gotta get a third mic in here, man, but we a, can do it. A yeah. versus, <laughs> versus. A versus
1: real estate edition. Um <laughs> oh, we can sit by this awesome plant you have. Here. I'll do like a judge sort of
0: thing, you know what I mean? Look at the plant. What is this? Get a it's thing. fake. Behind the scenes with the real estate playbook, it's not a real plant, guys. Is it, huh? Now they know. I watered it when I came in. <laughs> Foolish, Jordan. Thanks for stopping by, man. I know you're busy and you are not nearby, so I do appreciate it. This is my pleasure.
1: I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Likewise, and I didn't. Friend. I had no doubt I would. Cause,
0: you know, likewise,
1: it's so. Paulie G. He That's won't right. hang out with you at a Christmas party, but if you do him a favor, he'll bring you in and give you a
0: mic. Exactly. You heard it here first. <laughs> Run into me at a Christmas party. <laughs> See me in these streets. Jordan, thanks, man. Take it easy, boss. All right, man. <laughs>